0: The X Water Podcast, James Smith and Austin, Joe Linehan in San Antonio. He just let his dog outside because it was whining. Um, that's not the subject of today's shows, though, Joe, is it?
1: Yeah, you always bury the lead. No, we have lots and lots to talk about.
0: Today. I think well, the dog outside thing is really the top story of the week, but that's just me.
1: On to Water polo Matters.
0: It is huge, high school-heavy show today. We have three interviews. We have a recap of the last weekend's Girls' state championships in uh, Louisville and this coming weekend's boys' championships in Cy Fair. We have interviews with uh, state, St- he's now the new state championship coach, Troy Goddard, the West Region coach of the year, Mark Storer, and then later a uh, conversation with Daniel Cox, who's the head coach of the Dawson Boys, who are vying for a state championship this weekend. You and I are going to be there, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. I, I, My guess is that everybody thinks the same thing, but the big news of the week in my mind is JOs are coming to Texas. Huge news for the state, I would say.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's great. I mean, yes, the JOs is coming to Texas. For those that don't know, the, I mean, there's there are still issues for travel in California. And sure,
0: you, that's that's putting it lightly.
1: In, Cal, in California is going to, quote, unquote, kind of, open up on June 15th. They don't quite really know what opening up means. Of
0: course they don't.
1: So, um, and then they also don't know what's going to change. So for example, you know, the 18 and under you teams can't really travel to, uh, to California right now and play in official games and tournaments. They don't know if that's going to be lifted or not. They also don't know if the, there's it restricted one game per um, day. So they don't know if the, they can actually do a tournament. So, therefore we we wanted to make a decision that's going to be best yeah yeah for everybody and give all teams and maximize the, the number of teams that can participate so yes there is going to be a california boys jo session a california girls jo session and then a out of california session in north texas july 29th through august 1 for all athletes all age groups all genders
0: and this includes uh, all, if not all of them essentially every non california usa water polo zone club team is that generally correct
1: that is that is correct yes
0: so it's basically the non-california championship and
1: um and and we've never had that before so this is so this is gonna be this is a one-year thing yeah it's going to go back to yeah it's going to go back to the same old same old in 2022 up in northern california this is a one-year thing this is still due to to some lingering COVID. yes some lingering COVID issues (coughs) but um but the biggest thing is teams coaches Athletes, parents can now plan. This is the plan. This is what's moving forward. Make your decisions for uh, qual's for JOs, etc. So
0: I can tell you, based on my conversations with my families with Aquatex, is that this is such good news. Well, for a couple of reasons. Let's we can talk about the allocations in a moment, but I just know that for this for my families, they understand that these trips to California are really memorable, rewarding, etc. But they're also bit of a hassle right so knowing that we'll be in north texas is i have parents who are asking which hotel they should stay at like and we'll get to facilities here in a moment but at least it's in north texas you can drive you know you don't necessarily have to fly we don't have to do these enormous uh you know travel plans per team they're they're extremely excited about this and so
1: am i I have only heard very positive yeah from everybody to give everybody kind of an idea. There were 195 teams from outside of California that participated in the summer of 2019. We're thinking that it's going to be about the same for this up. It so Cause be, it's going to be um, you know, there's going to be some clubs that can't go, but now, but now a club might bring instead of bringing one team, they might bring two teams, you know? And um, so we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a ton of very good competition. And again, we're going to, We're going to crown an out of California champion in all the different age groups and genders. It's going to be a lot of fun. What
0: can we talk about as far as allocations? And what I mean is that uh, originally USA Water Polo came out and said, here are the championship bracket allocations. I realize this is all in the past now. That that has all changed. Um, But that was a worrying sign for teams from Texas because it was like two or three allocations per age group per gender. Um, Now, there's nothing formally stated as far as I know, but we know that there's going to be many, many more opportunities for Texas
1: clubs to participate, right? Well, I mean, it's it's obviously the they sent out the allocations on uh, this past weekend to uh, like updated ones for the new setup and there's a lot more of the spots for the the southwest zone teams which include Texas. All
0: right.
1: You didn't look at the attachment. I did. Um, Correct. And so there's a lot more there and then after June 1, all the zones like um once the uh once all the zones kind of kind of use their and teams kind of to the entry process they then allocations are reallocated to to the zones that need extra allocations right so now now in yeah, now instead of those extra kind of like allocations going to um the california zones because that's what it kind of kind of normally did in the past now it's going to go to the the zones kind of kind of outside of california and i think texas is going to have teams lined up and ready to go again the whole Goal of this is to get everybody that wants to participate in JOs, both in California and out of California, an opportunity got to play. So, and so,
0: and just to be clear, like every team still has to qualify, quote unquote, through Southwest
1: Zone championships. And everybody has to; it's not just qualifying, but they have to enter both the like Southwest Zone calls, then mm-hmm. they have to enter the National Junior Olympics as well. And pay their and pay their entries. And that gives them that's the official kind of the entry for the like the Southwest zone calls. And they'll play on June eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth, also at the sci-fair pool up right. in northwest Houston. Um and then that'll be the seating or the qualification for the like the JOs tournament at the end of July. hmm
0: Um what can you tell us, if anything, about which facilities we'll be using?
1: Well, we will be using facilities from across the DFW area, from the SMU pool to the Garland pool to Keller to West Side to East Side. We're still, we're still trying to finalize a couple different facilities. We already have about thirteen to fifteen courses uh, secured. We're looking to hopefully have about eighteen to twenty total secured. Um, because this is going to, and this is going to, this is going to be a huge kind of like, yeah, like the undertaking, we are going to be relying on the clubs up there to be able to be providing like the, like the pool set up, the table workers, the hospitality while at the same time, their teams are going to be playing yep. across town. All so, right. You know, so it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Let's go North Texas clubs. Show our uh, the t- famous Texas hospitality for these events. Once when I moved here, I, I'll never forget talk or never stop talking about it. I was absolutely dazzled at what you got in hospitality in Texas as opposed to California. Beautiful stuff. Um,
1: okay, state girls. Anything else about JOS before we move on? No, but all I would say is clubs. This is your opportunity to have a tournament locally in in Texas. Enter as many teams as you possibly can. Yeah, i gonna. We're doing the exact same thing. Yep. Um, all right, just great news. Um, my
0: kids are so excited. I told some of them were at practice on Sunday, but all of them were on practice on Monday, and they were they were almost gasping like it's so cool. They don't have to go anywhere anyway. Uh, okay, J- uh, Joes, uh, we'll talk about that more as it approaches in Southwest zones. However, you and I were both up in Louisville this past weekend. I think we mercifully only uh, color commentated a game and a half or something like that. And then we brought in the professionals to do the finals. Um, No,
1: you and, no, you and Janai did two and a half games and I did a half game with you because Janai had to go get his car. And then, and then Allie and, um, yeah. And Sabrina did the last game on Friday and then they commentated all the games on, on Saturday. They were a hit.
0: (laughs) My, my favorite part was actually the final game. I just sat there with Janai and we just chatted the entire time. He's, He's just the sweetest person on the
1: planet. He's such a great, is guy. a great guy. And he's in the middle of his Texas tour right now. I think he just did a clinical uh, last night. We, we're doing this on a Wednesday. So he did this uh, last night um, with Triumph. And he did a uh, Monday night with uh, Zilla. So hopefully you know, tonight, I think he's with uh, with Southside. Tomorrow night, he's with Storm. And he's at the Boys State Championship after that. And then he has a clinic at the Cypher Pool on Saturday evening and Sunday. So...
0: Very cool. He was there for the finals. That was uh, Flower Mound over South Lake Carroll to win the state championships. It's their first, the girls, right? The boys.
1: I believe it's the first for the Flower Mound girls, yes.
0: All North Texas final. Um, and so St. North? Agnes and, uh oh, now I'm losing my mind. Agnes Guyer, Ag- thank you. Uh, in the uh, third and fourth place game. So one Houston team, two, three North Texas teams. It was a really. You know what? It was a leisurely but very, very interesting tournament because, you know, we have this new methodology where you have an hour and a half slots per game, and that's fine. It's just I'm so unaccustomed to it. Like Normally, it's just like boom, 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 game after game after game. But it, it was a really great setup. It was a really entertaining tournament. Um, I had a personal stake in it as well and one of the most amazing high school games I've ever watched. Um, but altogether, a huge success. Congratulations to Flower Mound um, and to all the teams that participated.
1: Yeah, it was great. And uh, a shout-out for the Cedar Ridge girls, who I believe were the first West Region girls team to win a first-round game with the new format.
0: Oh, this is a good point, Joe. What do you mean by the new format?
1: I mean, since about... 10 years ago, whenever they went to the 16 teams where there were four teams from each uh, region, I think they were the first team from the West region to win a first-round game.
0: Okay, I've, I've been trying to find a date on the calendar when the last time a team from the West region, which means San Antonio, that a San Antonio team won a first-round game. Or, or the, the equivalent. Of boys, the Lossa Boys won a couple of years ago. The boys, right, but not the girls, right? So, uh, yeah, So that the, I was curious about that. But regardless, Steed um, Ridge... Um, they really did it very well. They, uh, th- it is for this region. I'm a little stammery right now because it's so important for this region that we actually win a game in the first round, and they did. They did it convincingly. They had a very, very good first game against Lohr.
1: Yeah, and that brings us right into our like like the interviews with uh, Mark storr and Troy Goddard.
0: Yeah, so Mark Store is the head coach of that team. He actually wanted me to specifically mention John Ivins as his assistant because uh, he did not do so during our very short conversation on the on the deck after their win. Um, so there you go, that's my mention and uh, a small personal shout out. The Round Rock girls, there's a bunch of girls that are playing for Aquatex. What an entertaining game <laughs> they they played Marcus in the second game. They were up eight to three and then proceeded to. Um, basically earn enough exclusions where they had four of their best players on the bench, leaving them with a grand total of five players, and they just couldn't hold off Marcus. It was a 10-9 game. You were there. It was, I mean, for me, it was obviously had such a huge personal stake in it, but it was wildly entertaining as well. Just so great.
1: Well, yeah, I was actually um, doing the streaming yep and we're in for the for when games are going on at the same time it's just kind of simple strain it's kind of simple streaming just kind of call it the numbers call yeah call it the goals explain what's going on for that particular game i had to do a lot of explaining (laughs) so there was a lot ran like there's not not random stuff going on but there's a lot of double exclusions there was you know there was the four kids that got majored there was the field player that Blocked the ball with two hands. They got a penalty. <laughs> yes. Um. There was a field player that got the ball under and, and got a penalty. So you know, there was lots and lots to do. So, um, <laughs> but it was it was a fun game.
0: So. It was so it was entertaining, and I was standing by some other coaches because obviously I had such a stake in the game. And it was just endlessly chattering about, would you have done that? Would you have done that? It was, It was anyway, so much fun. Extraordinarily proud of those girls who played. So that's a little personal story. Um, so next, we'll come back with short conversations with uh, state champion Troy Goddard and West Region Most Valuable Coach of the Year, Mark Store. All of TX Water Polo is brought to you advertising-free, and we'd like to keep it that way. So we're asking for your help. Show your support by going to txwaterpolo.com
2: forward slash give so we can keep covering the sport we love in the Lone Star State.
0: Hey, this is Max Irving from the U.S. Men's Senior National Team. And to get all things Texas water polo, I'm listening to the TX Water Polo Podcast. The girls of Flower Mound won their first Tisca High School State Championship this last weekend. Their head coach is Troy Goddard, and he was selected as Coach of the Year. And we have him online right now, although it is pretty funny because you're preparing for yet another weekend of water polo coming up. But uh, before we get to that... Ah, uh, congratulations, Troy!
2: Oh, hey, th- thank you, and thank you for having me.
0: Of course. Um, so, um, it, it's yours. Is an interesting story in the first case, but but let's just talk about this season. Um, I, I like to to address this with just about every coach. It was a bizarre season. Just everything about it was bizarre. The 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 standards kept changing. And, you know, month by month, all of this, understandably so. Um, you didn't really get a chance to play anybody from Houston. In fact, you did not. Right? There was nobody from Houston that you played. Nobody from West Region. So you you basically had a season full of North Region games prior to states. Did you think that you were poised to be in at least the running for a state championship?
2: Yeah, I I was been really confident in these girls all year, just. Seeing what they'd been doing on the club side the last couple of years, um, how hard they were working, especially just kind of how motivated they were coming off having their their 2020 season cut short halfway. We they were undefeated as we went into that um, COVID-shortened off season, and then it just kind of really propelled them going into this year, just to be motivated, work hard, get all their teammates as many as they, they could into the club. And um, so, yeah, I was really confident with what they, how they were looking, you know, anything could happen. And I knew that, especially up here, there was some some really good teams, especially with um, Chris over at Guyer has always been really consistent. Coach Lowry over at Southlake has had a really good program the last couple of years. And then not being able to play anyone from Houston and not knowing none of the Houston teams came up and then none of the North teams went down, it was hard to going into the state tournament, kind of knowing anything about these teams, except for a couple streams, you might've been able to find online, just having no common opponents and not seeing these kids as much, but yeah, I didn't answer your question. I think I was confident, but, but nervous. And I think the girls just with how focused they were, it was really impressive to see the coach.
0: Well, it sounds like part of your nerves were, again, you didn't know what to expect from teams in particular from Houston. The community, the coaching community in this state is pretty tight knit. Did you get the chance to speak to coaches from, you know, who had played teams from Houston to see what you could expect?
2: Yeah, especially as the season kind of went forward. Um, especially how kind of once we hit that halfway and we were a couple weeks out from regions and you could kind of get a a sense for who was good in each region. I definitely reached out to a handful of people that coach high school or were ref in high school that I know from the club side. That just trying to get anything of just kind of an idea of what some of these teams were. And a lot of coaches down there have been doing the same thing, reaching out. So right. yeah, just kind of trying to use connections as best as possible just to Get whatever insight we could.
0: Got it. And you were essentially the host of this tournament at the same time. So, did uh, we, before we got on air, we talked a little bit about how it was a little bit, for me, it was kind of leisurely, you know, because there are hour and a half blocks, you know, you have plenty of time to warm up and so on. I'm assuming that sort of helped your stress level, you know, whereas normally you'd be just going on the hour all day long.
2: Yeah, that was really nice. I know that it was, we hosted in. I think it was 2016 we hosted and just I know how stressful that was going into that that year then going into this year just it was I don't want to say it was easy um easy by any means but it was a lot easier of a tournament to run just one gender 20 games on the hour and a half game slot it was yeah really nice to as a host to be able to have some of that time but yeah you're right it was a Friday was weird just kind of getting used (laughs) to I've never been in a water polo tournament that had that kind of um slower pace yeah the pace exactly
0: so you you win yourself a championship on Saturday it was an exciting game against South Lake Carroll I mean you know I'm the girls all know one another every in fact at the end of the game um I was sitting next to Janai Kerr actually and we're both watching them you know play and you know, we were anxious, and some of the girls were just laughing with one another—not at, with one another. They they knew each other so well, even though you know, the, the South Lake Carroll was losing. They were having a good time, so it m- must be nice to have them all know one another. Um, but I'm curious about this week, and you know, when are you going to get a chance to celebrate? Have you done so, or are you going to wait until the end of the season?
2: Yeah, um, was able to celebrate a little bit last weekend, and actually today I was able to meet with um, the the Jostons people to start designing our, that's right um, our ring so that was really exciting. and I think once the the school year ends with both groups, once the boys seasons over and the girls we might try to put something together for the kids. but um, yeah, not a not a whole lot of celebrating done done last weekend just knowing that hey, it's a quick turnaround and we got the boys going this weekend. Right. So,
0: and, and then if, and when you do an additional celebrating, will it'll involve both teams, you know, what, no matter the outcome for, uh, of this coming weekend for your boys.
2: Yeah. The, our, our two teams are really close. Um, they've been practicing together all year. So um doing morning weights all year together. So they've been, they're definitely, I know they're two, two genders, two teams, but they really support each other. So it's kind of, one family type atmosphere kind of going on. So always kind of do stuff together.
0: Let's talk about Addison McGowan. She won the MVP uh, at this tournament. And uh, again, I was in the uh, audience talking with people and they were pretty impressed. What can you tell us about her and her performance over this uh, very strange year?
2: I mean, she's, she's a great kid. I, it's, I've been blessed to coach her the last four years. Um, not only in high school but also in club she is as hard a worker as I think you'll find they're always asking questions always looking to improve so yeah this weekend I think we as a group peaked at the right time but her her especially having 11 goals in that championship game just uh it was it was amazing to watch I think yeah, James so, uh, Graham and those guys at UOP are getting a good one next year.
0: That's what I was talking about with Janai Kerr was that uh, he, that, that, you know, I think he's going to really look forward to having her. She's, uh, she was, I I, th- I was jokingly say she was showing off. Like she was just, uh, she was dominating when she wanted to. And then, uh, and played, you know, obviously some very good team uh, ball as well. Um, you did mention Thunder and your story is a bit interesting. There's a lot of ways that people become coaches, but you're not one of these lifers. You didn't start playing at the age of 10, you know, with some club, you started playing at Flower Mound as a freshman. Um, and t- tell us a little bit your path toward becoming a coach after having experienced water polo in the high school level.
2: Yeah. So I, like you were saying, I hadn't started, um, didn't really even know what water polo was until I got to my freshman year. That was just kind of something we started in the off season and. I immediately loved it, always played basketball growing up, but going into high school, I was kind of realized quick that, Hey, this isn't really the path for me. And then <laughs> enjoyed swimming. And once I found water polo, I was like, Hey, this is awesome. Um So played for four years in high school, um, fell in love with it and then played club when I was down at A&M. And then I knew I um, was looking to teach and coach. So when I moved back, I did my student teaching in the fall and then I just kind of I was working as a, a lifeguard at the front desk of a community pool up here in Flower Mound and that's where Thunder was having their Flower Mound practices at the time because the the WAC hadn't opened it up yet and got to talk to Joe a little bit and they had they had an opening knew I was looking to teach and coach in the area and kind of got got my start there and have been with Thunder ever since.
0: I hate to give Joe Linehan any credit for anything because we spend so much time on this podcast, but it sounds to me like it's fair to say that the bulk of your learning about the game came from him. Or maybe it was more like the beginning of your career, and now you've sort of expanded into ODP and other places. Is that, generally speaking, how you would describe it?
2: Yes, sir. That's pretty much exactly how I'd describe it. I know, um, especially at first, learning everything I could from Joe – and then also kind of some of the great coaches we had at the time. Coach uh, uh, Chris Cullen was working here, sewed things up from him. And then Daniel Cox, when he was still part of, uh, before he moved down to Houston. And then we, um, Coach Sabrina Carlisle, obviously, she's been around for a long time doing a bunch of great stuff. So just the awesome staff we've we've had. And then about two or three years ago, got into the ODP system. And that definitely helped me learn, especially get better at teaching some of the the technical skills and the movements and a lot of that stuff that ODP really kind of pushes. So yeah, it's been, um, great to kind of learn from all those opportunities possible. I know that like, especially with COVID it kind of everything getting shut down made it hard to, to get that water polo fixed. So just kind of doing, um, any of the USA water polo trainings and Uh, seminars they had online on zoom Um, coach Jack Coker had his weekly meetings and then uh, all the the Texas coaches and coaches that um, Joe put on kind of soaking up information anywhere I could
0: very good what what are your plans so you know you've you've established yourself already you've won two state championships you've won uh, a coach of the year award Um, are you satisfied where you are or do you have plan longer term plans I mean, I don't think
2: that part of us as coaches always kind of we're competitive as as people. So um, I've been blessed with some great athletes on both boys and girls' sides the time I've been at Flower Mound, but I think that the job's never done. I think we can only only improve. I think you look at what some of these other great programs have kind of turned into with the Guyers and St. Marks um the foster over the last couple of years. I think just um just trying to continue to build Flower mound into um something that a lot of these other coaches have built is kind of kind of the goal. So yeah, well I'm happy and ecstatic that we we're able to finish the season well. It's just kind of um kind of still looking for ways to improve going forward.
0: How are your boys gonna do this weekend?
2: I, I think the boys are focused. They, um, they're they a relatively inexperienced group at the, the state level, just not having last year um, to go off. A couple of them were on that team that um, went to state two years ago. So it'll be exciting to kind of watch them um, play this weekend, I think. We've been improving each weekend, and I'm just really excited to see what we can do. I'm just kind of hopeful and excited to um, get that started on Friday morning um, playing Stratford.
0: I will be there. So you and I are going to bump into each other about 40 to 50 times on the pool deck, and when I do, I'm going to shake your hand again. But uh, congratulations. That's Troy Goddard, seven years head coach at Flower Mound High School and two-time state championship. Uh, Thank you for your time, Troy.
2: All right, thank you, and see you this weekend.
0: All right, Mark Storr, head coach of Cedar Ridge, made a little bit of history today, uh, a 20-9 to 9 win over Lamar. By the way, I don't know. Lamar used to be like state championship-level team, so well done. It's historic because it's the first time since what I call the split, which is when the West Region te- the teams from San Antonio and the West Regions no longer decided to play. And so ever since then, it's been teams from the Austin area. Uh, you're from Round Rock, so first of all, congratulations. Was it a game that you expected to be competitive in from the start?
3: Well, we just, our goal from the beginning of the season was to play as a team, play hard, and, and if we had the chance to go to state, win a game at state. We didn't care which one it was, and uh, we ended up doing what we wanted to do, meeting our goal. You have
0: uh, you have two juniors who are really sort of standouts on the team. Michaela Keating, everybody I think knows her, and uh, and Maddie Hawkington. Both of them played performed very well this morning. But you, you're they'll be back next year. That must be encouraging for you.
3: Yes, and we've a, we've actually developed some depth with our junior class too. We've got five juniors coming back next year, and we've rolled all of them in during pretty much every game this year so we got a lot of experience in tight situations and we just went with it and whatever happened happened and it was great for the kids great for the program
0: fantastic a uh, second game uh, you know tables turned a bit you know where was that that a result maybe of the how much you know you had to expend this morning in order to make that have that you know impressive win
3: a little bit could have been that. Um, I just think that we, we got our hips down and we're, we sat back a little bit and they outswam us. And we changed up what we did on defense a little bit from what we've normally done. And it slowed some things down. But uh, they were a real talented team. They're a real talented program. And hats off to them. Mark Storr, thank
0: you very much for spending a couple seconds with us.
3: Thank you, James.
1: Hi, I'm U.S. Olympian Janai Kerr. And when I need to stay up to date with my water polo news in Texas, I listen to the TX Water Polo Podcast.
0: All right, that was Troy Goddard and Mark Store about the Girls State Championships. That was uh, this uh, this past weekend. Now on to uh, other news. We're going to lead with NCAA Championships. Women's NCAA Championships are this coming weekend. In fact, they start today, right? It's Wednesday. The first games are on the 12th, which is today. Both games today feature all five of the Texan women who are on these rosters. And just to go over them again, it's really interesting. So Callie Woodruff and Sydney Coachman playing for Fresno State. Katie Knight and Katie Gill, um, both from Jersey. Do I have that right? No, no, I'm sorry. Katie Knight from Jersey Village is playing for Cal Lutheran. And Katie Gill and Gabby Gervasi, Jersey Village, South Lake Carroll are playing for Siena. and uh, for Marist.
1: For Marist.
0: Oh, I wrote down the wrong. You're right, Marist. That's correct. Marist. Why did I write down Siena? I don't know. No idea. I literally had that uh, page open to their their um, their bios, but there you go. So, um, first, sorry,
1: sorry, sorry, Chris Fidel.
0: Man, Chris is a nice guy. So he'll understand. Uh, Marist plays Salem, and uh, Fresno State plays Cal Lutheran. You know, uh, a little side note. I we both noticed Cal Lutheran making this championship, and all I could think of is, what about uh, what about Austin College? You know, the, Austin College is rated second behind Cal Lutheran for Division three schools, and Cal Lutheran made the tournament. I mean, that's fine. But you have to wonder about maybe they could have allowed a couple more teams. Anyway, it's a it's a story for another time. But um, really exciting. I don't know if this is the most number of Texas athletes at any one time participating in a state champion or in a in a uh, national championship tournament. But it sure is a big number.
1: Yeah, it's it's what there's ten there's ten teams this year playing, so that's great as far as the number of teams that are playing at the NCAA championship. And for those that want to watch these games that are today, but which is which is May twelfth. Um, and in, in a couple of days, you can go to NCAA.com yeah. and click on championships and they'll, and they'll be streaming them there. So
0: yeah, they're, uh, they're copying our streaming idea that we're doing at States. Right. I mean,
1: yeah, our, like, and our streaming, um, we are beta testing it like, like a new system. So I appreciate all the shout outs. People are, 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 are liking the streaming and I, and, um, I think the quality was good for 80% of the time. And I, I know that we had some issues with, um, you know, like the data or the, connectivity. Cellular, yep. like, like this, like the sailor because the Wi-Fi wasn't working at the facility. Um, and, but I think that, you know, it's, it's kind of a nice platform. It has a score on screen, which is nice. Um, it's easy to use and we're just, we're just using iPhones. It's right there on the pool deck. That's yeah. That's kind of where we decided to do it because that gave us the best view and people could kind of see what was going on and kind of see some cap numbers We're when we're doing some of the simple commentary, um, and then whenever there's the single game we will do, like we'll have a couple of people commentating. Now this upcoming weekend, there's only two single games the entire time. And that's the first and third place game. Right. So, you know, we'll probably get the alley, and james connection at least at least for the championship game and the third place game
0: yeah good because she needs somebody to calm her down man she's so critical of all the people all the players you know i don't think so i don't think so
1: but like you know but and and for those that missed the games this past weekend they are saved out there and i did email them and i did email the link last week for the girls i just emailed the link for the boys yesterday so Uh, Sabrina and Allie during their, their, uh,
0: their streaming always mentioned, you know, hey, uh, give us tweets at TX water polo. And uh, it was great. The feedback was just great that they they. uh, So anyway, they're hired, basically, they're suddenly members of the TX water polo team. So well, yeah, they're
1: hired for the volunteer positions.
0: Yeah, no, no, we all get paid a lot, a lot of money to do this. That's for sure.
1: Um, <laughs> but I think everyone appreciate it. So thank you. I got a ton of feedback or thank you so much for doing this. And, you know, and we had what we had about 250 people watch that last game. Oh, so good. It was great.
0: I didn't know the numbers. All right. Very good. Yeah, the, the platform's very simple, like you said. It's, uh, it, you know, being iPhone-based and all that, it makes it very, very straightforward. I would like a little more control from a, a laptop, but I'm old. So uh, that's for me. But that's uh, that, I, I was really impressed at how, frankly, how easy it was to set up and how effective it was. It wasn't the greatest, you know, quality of all time. It couldn't be, but it's really good. And uh, the fact that it was all available and is still available is really good news for, for Texas high school water polo.
1: And the games are already set up, and I did send out the link you yesterday did? to everybody, and um, and the games will be on that platform for the foreseeable future. So if you miss it this weekend, you can watch uh, later on.
0: So. Go to txwaterpolo.com and look under events, and that will be one of the events, is this coming weekend's uh, Boys State Championships. Links to scores, links to streaming, and links uh, – at some point, I don't have them yet today, but to live stats, which was very useful last week as well. So all of that's available. Um, Now we're going to talk to, or you're going to talk to Daniel Cox uh, from Dawson High School. He's coming up next. What are your thoughts about this tournament upcoming, sort of the big picture stuff? Like who Dawson's going to be competitive. St. Mark's is going to
1: be competitive. Who else? So, I mean, yeah, just to get back to the, I mean, obviously Dawson is the big dog from like from Houston and St. Mark's is the big dog from the like the North Texas area They're I don't think either one has lost a game.
0: Oh, is that true? So, okay. Yeah.
1: And uh, so they're going to be, I mean, it, this is, again, it's just, it's the, it's the same thing course, you're not quite sure about what, because they don't get to play. There is no transverse property. That's right. right? So yep. um, you don't know who plays who. And, um, and I think those teams are by far the two best teams from, from their areas. Um, obviously, like you got Flower Mound who plays second in the North region and Marcus and Carroll who have very good teams. Um, I think you have um, from the South and East regions, you're going to have the Foster group, you're going to have the Memorial and the Stratford groups that are, are also going to be struck. So there's and like there's four kind of good teams from Houston there's, and there's four good teams from North Texas. And then I think the Round Rock boys and a couple of the other boys are going to be kind of Oh, ready to have a couple of kind of upsets. Oh, and I didn't mention Brazos Wood from Houston too. So, so sorry, Coach Brown, but he always has those kids playing hard and playing very well at the end of the season. So, but um, yeah, it's going to be fun. I mean, it's, you don't know what you're going to get.
0: I've never seen Stratford at all, so I'm looking forward to that. It's, I love when these programs emerge that I don't know as well as I probably should that come to states, so I'm excited to see them. And absolutely right, Round Rock is looking for that first-round upset over Lamar. So, uh, you know, you don't have to root for them, but you should. Um, so uh, I'm super interested in this coming weekend. I'm coming on Thursday night, Joe. When are you going?
1: I'm com- I have to go do the testing at the facility of the streaming stuff on Thursday afternoon
0: yeah. all right it's I, I can't imagine now that we've done it you know up in Louisville that it's going to be much or any different um, so I'm, I'm excited about that that's going to be really fun
1: no but the, but we have a good um, about a 20 minute kind of kind of like the interview with Coach Cox and um, I've known him for a long long time so it was a bit of a banter and he even gave a, like his favorite coach Joe story just like Allie last week.
0: Oh so. good times so, all right well that's coming up next.
1: Welcome. Today we have Daniel Cox, who is the head coach with Dawson Waterpuff with Dawson High School down in uh, Pearland, and Daniel is, is kind of is yeah is ready heading to head into the boys state championship this upcoming weekend. Daniel I, and I've known Daniel for a long, long time. I've coached with Daniel. I've coached Daniel probably a little bit. You know, playing masters here or there, and you know, and I've kind of and I've kind of seen him yeah become a great coach down there, and and I do think Dawson has a chance this upcoming weekend. He had to win state, so you know, how are you doing?
4: I'm uh, doing well, doing well, Joe. You know, uh, we got school wrapping up, and so I'm, I'm just trying to make sure I get all the sleep I can and uh, focused on uh, getting my kids ready for this state tournament. We're 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 pumped about it, so you know, uh, and and excited. And,
1: and just a quick aside, um, he gets all the sleep because he does have a one plus year old right now yep one in a month and, and then one's coming in september yep, yep so he's september getting the sleep now because he's not going to get any sleep i'm sure but <laughs> it'll weekend.
4: be limited i'm blessed that my my son right now gets some good sleep so okay good
1: good good now here now back to water polo sure. are you and your team ready for the boys state championship this weekend
4: you know i i do think we're ready i think we're ready um you know uh, we've been uh talking about uh, the mental side of everything because uh, everything's nice and spread out. Um been doing the physical stuff. We've been trying to, you know, lighten up the practices a little bit to kind of build up. And uh yeah. you know I, I yeah like think like, we're ready. like
1: a little taper, right? A little taper to tape Yeah, the you know the
4: nothing it's nothing like swimming. We're not like you know resting everything and shaving down, but uh <laughs> you do pull back from the swim sets and stuff like that. So
1: good, good, good. Well, well good luck this weekend and we will come back to that here
4: definitely definitely
1: in in, in a little bit now what were some of the challenges like uh like this spring for your program down in down in the south region
4: yeah definitely so like everyone i'm sure dealt with the same covid stuff but uh you know pool availability for the south region was was a huge thing uh this season uh me specifically for the program that I run, we run out of the Pearland Auditorium, which is owned by the city of Pearland. And so uh, we're held by, uh, you know, an administration or uh, uh, supervisors that are not a part of the district. So uh, getting uh, guidance from them or uh, allowance to use the pool or all that is, is extra difficult for us. And, and they're trying to balance the, the recreation side with their members, with uh, the school district, and then the other clubs that work out of the pool. So uh, personally, Dawson, you know, we're trying to get pool time. We're trying to get uh you know kids in the water and and at the beginning you know it's very limited how much we can do contact and all this so uh we're fortunate that they did let us do a bunch from the beginning as far as uh you know in january and february they were opening up to contact and so we got to do contact practices for for a while or till now we still get to do uh contact practices but uh I think in general, though, in the in the South region, everyone had that problem, it, and it came all the way to uh, when we did our playoffs. We had uh, Clear Falls stepped up, and they hosted a couple of our regional games because the Natatorium wouldn't let us host. Um, I know uh, the Alvin uh, School District, so that's uh, John Yoakum at Alvin High School and, and Matt Winton over at Shadow Creek. They hosted a bunch of our playoff games in the South. Um, which was great because they have a nice facility. It's it's one pool, so it's not going to be like a big tournament style uh, kind of games. But that's not what we had this year anyway. We had spread out games, and so, uh, so we thank them so, for stepping up.
1: So that was that was a little different this year. I mean, both yeah. the south and the East region down in Houston had a little bit of a spread out kind of region championship. Kind of, kind of, kind of. What were the pluses and negatives of
4: that? Yeah, definitely. It's different for sure. Um, I think, you know, the negatives, obviously it's, it's fun to like kind of go in a tournament watch a bunch of teams and be there all day and, and be around water polo and talk to all this, all the groups. Um, so you lose some of that interaction when you kind of make these playoff games spread out, but it was, it did, uh, kind of increase the excitement for each game because each game felt like a, a little more important. Like we're all, we're traveling just for this one game and like, you know, we're going just, you have to win this game and, and, and here we go. And so uh, it did make it a little more um, like the anticipation was greater. And so it made it a little bigger of a game for each game. And,
1: and uh, it's a bit of a preview for what the UIL is going to look like too.
4: Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that was uh, a lot of uh, why they decided to kind of move to this, uh, this model was that uh, UIL is going to be forcing this model for us. Uh, in the next couple of years when we get when we get their schedule so uh, we wanted to you know emulate that while we well it definitely chance. worked out
1: well for you guys y'all are undefeated right
4: yep yep undefeated so far so that's good and
1: then I know I asked are like is your team yeah ready for the state championship are your boys excited for the state championship are they doing stupid high school boy stuff right now
4: You know, I'm actually, I'm pretty blessed because I, I, they're not, they, we're, we're, we're focused. We're, we're doing what we need to do. And, you know, uh, throughout the season, uh, we've had, uh, challenging games, but our challenges as, as a group has been more mental challenges about not getting in, into an argument with the ref or, uh, you know, not getting on to our teammates when we make mistakes. And so, um, you know, it's, it's been the, the, the mental part that we're trying to get ready, ready for. And I, I think all of that uh, talking through that on mm-hmm. the games that uh, we were working on stuff uh, I think has helped us for the end of the season. Cause the end of the season, now I, I see that they're focused. They, they're not doing stupid stuff. They're, they're, they're getting rest. You know, I'm not hearing about them staying up and, and playing games or whatever. And, uh, you know, like they, they come up to me and they're they're telling me, you know, I watch this game and I watch that game and these guys do this and these guys do that. And I haven't even asked for that. So these guys are like, they're pumped about it. They, they're all in and excited and they're pretty, they're ready, you know, let's go show them, show them what we can, how we can play.
1: And that's awesome. And and we are adding our sound effects now. That was just a big old thunder outside my window. So uh, nice. And uh, was it so, um, but now here, what are your expectations kind of for the weekend? I, I I think I have a good idea,
4: but I just want to hear from you. Uh, so the expectations. So like, I I really hope that my team does well. Uh, you know, if we've, we've played uh, the other region, Houston region teams, so that's uh, Memorial and Strake, and and we showed up to those games and showed that we can uh, play with those guys and um, the other South teams. You know, we've we've been able to beat those guys too. So. Uh, we're really looking forward to see how the Dallas and Houston teams stack up um uh, historically Dallas has in the last couple of years been really strong, and there just hasn't been a lot of games where Dallas is playing Houston teams in anywhere so you there have you been none yeah, yeah you can't do the transitive game where you say this team can beat this team and I beat this team and so i'll <laughs> I'll win you know we all love to play that game, but there's none of that so. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, I think Flower mountain has got a strong group um, and they've only been really uh, held up by one other group, which is the St. Mark's group up in Dallas, which is, you know, they're, they're, they're the team right now. You know, they've, they've been number one in the polls. They, they won the last state championship that we had, you know, they've historically, I think was six out of the last seven or eight years they've won. So uh, you know, they're, they're number one for a reason. And so we're, we're excited to uh, you know, hopefully get to go play those guys in the championship and that's where we we would see them in the bracket
1: well um i am looking forward to seeing you guys play this weekend and i think there's gonna be some uh, 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 very good games now again it's boys only this weekend so what do you think about this whole split girls boys state championships
4: you know i i i there's goods and bads to all of it um, you know, I think it, it is exciting when you get to see the girls and the boys play and everyone's together. And again, that we lose some of that interaction that we get. Um, but at the same time, you see like, uh, these coaches, I, I, I respect all these coaches that do this sport. And, you know, a lot of them are doing girls and boys and to really, uh, you know, give your all as a coach during a tournament, it's hard to give your all like for eight games in two days. And so, uh, you know, I, I think about, you know, uh, Coach Colin and Coach uh, Troy Goddard. And, uh, you know, if I didn't shout out your name, all these coaches that have both teams going to uh, beyond region onto the state tournament, like they're doing a great job. I wasn't able to do that. And, uh, you know, they get to kind of like take a second and think about just their girls and their personalities in that team. And then a whole nother week where they can take a breath rethink their game plan and then just focus on the boys group so So,
1: and i think the teams that are playing at both weekends we have memorial we have brazoswood we have lamar we have flower mount and we have marcus i think those
4: are the only groups right now awesome so i mean yeah i mean and these are all the all the programs you named have great coaches Uh, leading those programs. And so I'm sure they appreciate getting some time to focus on both groups. So, and I, I got to take a weekend off and just watch a bunch of good water polo. So I, I had, I had fun. I mean, obviously disappointed my group wasn't involved and I didn't get to take a trip, but uh, you know, after three or four weekends in a row, you take advantage of. So give us
1: us your review of the Allie Hill and Sabrina Carlisle commentary partnership. (laughs)
4: <laughs> Allie Hill and Sabrina, I am looking forward to more of the commentating duo. Uh, I thought they did an awesome job, honestly. Uh, I've known Sabrina for a long time, coached with her in Dallas. We, we were at Whittier together for a little bit, and and uh, Allie and my wife are, are really close friends, and so I've known Allie for a while, and uh, it's fun to they listen to their little banter, and <laughs> you know they kind of bounce each other out, and uh, they're both very a great water polo minds So on top of having this uh, kind of entertaining banter that they're doing, uh, they know the water polo too. So, so it's great commentary as far as the technical water polo too.
1: Yeah. Besides being great water polo minds though. Yeah. Those two are the two coaches that were kind of remind me of myself back, in my, back in my twenties. <laughs> oh, no, a no little nonsense and to the point and probably a little too blunt sometimes, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so now here, just talking about uh, kind of, kind of coach Joe stories. What is your favorite Coach Joe story?
4: All right, so my favorite Coach Joe story. So, uh, it, you know, it has to be a JO story. J.O.'s story. Joe's is always like the, the best trip that you can take. And so uh, there was one summer, so it's Coach Colin and Joe and I are kind of uh, – uh, coaching throughout most of the summer, we're at all these practices and stuff. And so Joe and, uh, Colin decided that they wanted to lose weight over the summer, which is (laughs) a a common goal for all of us. And so (laughs) they, they did a little challenge and they said like, uh, you know, whoever loses the most weight, you know, uh, the other person will treat them to a baseball game. When we go out to San Francisco, you can go to the San Francisco giants. And for you guys that don't know, coach Cullen's like a hundred percent into baseball, like loves all of it. And Joe and I are pretty casual about it, but <laughs> I still enjoy the game. And so, uh, so they go to all through the summer and, and, uh, I don't even know Joe, who, who won the, the, coach, the weight off.
1: It was coach Cullen won, who so I bought the
4: tickets. Yeah. So, but the cool part was, you know, I was kind of young and, and Joe and Colin were, were awesome. And we're like, Hey, so you want to tag along? And I didn't, I wasn't involved in the weight off at all. And so and we even,
1: we even paid for Daniel's tickets. So there, yeah.
4: So I got, I got some free tickets out of it and I got to go to the giants game and, uh, yeah I grew up in Dallas and in Arlington and so like uh, you know the Texas Rangers and Arlington's baseball club there and it's like in the suburbs and like family and so chill and then we went out to the Giants and the Giants is like in the city and like crazy and like just a whole different uh atmosphere so it was a lot of fun and, yeah, uh, and it was
1: for yeah, yeah for those so that so this was on that's Tuesday like that. Night. Yeah, because the in-between day. day. <laughs> this is the in, like, like the best night of JOS was always when the boys left and before the girls got there, so we would always go to a baseball game, either a Dodgers game or like like an A's game or a Giants game. So, yes, and that was and that was fun. And I and I remember that exact game. I think like one of the teams went up like six or seven to nothing in the first or second, like kind of like yellow yeah, like, like inning, and we started walking around a little bit, and then I'm
4: like. Oh, man i'm tired yeah i think
1: we left like i think we left in the fourth or fifth inning so (laughs) i think
4: we did we did a good like tour we got to see all the parts and i got to see the water and stuff off the off the edge but uh yeah after four days of coaching in the sun you're like okay all right (laughs) maybe we just need to call it
1: (laughs) so at least we got through the favorite coach joe story from daniel now it's my turn yes my coach yeah like you're up and and i'm going to say one of my favorite coach daniel stories.
4: Oh, yes. First like year, you mentioned, we, we go back,
1: so there's plenty. There are many and uh, was it and there's some that are not good for the pg uh, 13 podcast, so i'm going to go with one. So, this was back, he had gotten himself back I- into shape and he was playing at Whittier and he come home and he had come home during the summer and he wanted to go play at the Houston Summer Open. He wanted to go coach and play and play with the Dallas Masters team. And this is down in Pearland, okay? And this was great because Daniel decided to get LASIK surgery like three days before we yeah. went. And then he went and Pearland back in the day, it's bad still, oh, whoa, whoa. but back then it was horrible, the chlorine levels. The Poor.
4: chemicals, yes, it was poorly managed before our current manager. So he, was, <laughs> was, he was, it was, it was bad. Because,
1: like, I guess the LASIK <laughs> just kind of, like, just kind of made him a little bit uh, sensitive to the chlorine. But it, he was crying. He could not coach. um And I think you drove down, and I think I had to drive your car back or something. So,
4: yeah, and, that sounds uh, about right. I remember I couldn't even open my eyes. It was like trying to find and, emergency milk to put in my eyes
1: and what was your quote again
4: <laughs> so i remember thinking i know this exact moment right and so like <laughs> i remember my eyes just being terrible i couldn't even coach let alone like try to play again and i remember thinking to myself man this this pool right here is the worst pool i will never come back to this pool (laughs) and then of course for you guys yeah i now coach there i'm at the pool every morning every afternoon (laughs) i live at that pool
1: so and then in the and then whenever the kids come up to you and go but my eyes yeah the coin's kind of bad coach you have no
4: idea kid (laughs) exactly
1: (laughs) you do not know (laughs) all right well daniel uh good luck this upcoming weekend at the state tournament i will see you there on friday we are going to be trying to do the streaming again and I think everybody kind of liked the streaming. I mean, we're we're going to work on our quality control kind of kind of a little bit this uh, yeah this weekend, but um, we're we're looking forward to it. Um, kind of looking forward to seeing your team play, and I hope your kids kind of review a, a, a little bit about this interview.
4: I hope so too. So it's all in good fun. So I appreciate you bringing us on, and uh, you know the streams are great. Bring Allie and uh, Sabrina back.
1: <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Take care,
4: Dan. All right.
0: Thanks, Joe. That was Daniel Cox of Dawson High School. His uh, team is vying for a state championship this weekend. Joe, that was a jam-packed show. It was compacted, three interviews, lots of subject matters covered. I'm exhausted.
1: And we'll talk about the Boys State Championship next week and the upcoming summer season in the ODP tournament. Um, there's a ton going on. It doesn't stop.
0: Yeah, we didn't even talk about ODP or Cowtown's tournament or any of that stuff. So, and Masters, that, that's coming up as well. Like, all, all kinds of stuff. What... Not for this week. For next week and beyond, we will talk about those things. But until, unless there's anything else, I think we're done, Joe. All right. Take care, guys. You too. Thank you very much, Joe. That's it. Thank you for listening and telling a friend about the TX Water Pool podcast. If you want to give your support to us for the work that we do, including things like streaming games and driving down, (laughs) staying in hotels, you can do so by going to txwaterpolo.com forward slash give. And we do very much appreciate those who have already done so. And uh, until next week, so long from Austin.
2: This has been a production of TWP Sports LLC.